Everyone at my talk is watching it. So let's talk. This is us. Hi, welcome to the season two finale of Talking About This Is Us, talking about the finale of This Is Us. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. You can hear me noon to three, Monday through Friday on My Talk 107.1. And I'm Alexis Thompson, 530 to nine weekday mornings on My Talk 107.1. Jason and Alexis. Okay, so Alexis. Yes. What are your initial impressions of the finale of This Is Us? They crammed way too much into one hour. Girl, yes. And I get it. They want to have that those emotional bursts, and that's what we expect. And maybe our expectations are too high. They wanted to really deliver, but it was just too much. I wanted to see the ceremony. Right? And that's the other thing. I wanted it to last. I really felt like, I was like, we are saying goodbye to these characters yes. for the season. And I want to, like, really suck the marrow out of every single last moment I have with them. Because yes. I am afraid that things are going to change mightily in the next season. And I want to just be where we are with these characters. And so an hour just didn't feel like enough. And like you said, we missed the entire wedding ceremony. Yeah, and it's, this is us. It's king right now on NBC. It could have easily done a two-hour, which is crazy to say because we talk about the reality, you know, right. the idols and the voice. That shouldn't be that long. But this is different. It absolutely is. And here's the other thing. And this is my only silver lining to that. There are things that we missed in this episode that they just didn't put in the episode. But because of the way that this show plays with time, Mm -hmm. I don't think that means we're never going to see it. I don't think that means we will never get to see Toby and Kate's vows. I think... There's always a possibility for that. So that's my silver lining. Yeah, and they'll come back to it because we're already flash flash forwarding a year and then really into the future Mm -hmm. as well. So you're right. They do play with time. So maybe that is. That's my silver lining. I just came with some optimism today. (laughs) Well, what are some of the things that like really stuck out for you just generally about this episode? Okay, well, one game that Randall and Beth play that actually, Colleen, I thought about you and your husband. Oh, yeah. Because I thought, I bet they play worst case scenario or something similar to Uh that of just like you know what we're stressed right now let's just like let all of our fears out and just talk about how bad things really could be and and then it takes the power away from it yes do you guys play that we do a version of that okay which is sort of like um and we do it mostly because of my anxiety and because my son also has anxiety my my 11 year old so we we Play out the worst case scenario, and it's never like as bad as they were playing it, but it's like a logical worst case scenario. Like if I do this, what are the possible outcomes? And and then how would I manage that? And it does take the power out of it because then you realize like that all of that stuff could happen and it could and you'll still be OK. Yeah. You'll still be fine. So. Yes, we oh, play I it, but that. I don't play it like, oh, I could walk across the street and get hit by a semi truck and then be decapitated. That feels a little bit doomsday for me, but <laughs> you're sounding like Kevin now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, but I will, I'll play out the worst case scenario logically. I yeah. won't go into fantasy land because to me that doesn't contribute. But yeah, we play a version of it. Do you? No. My husband will not play. He won't even play Would You Rather with me. He's like, nope, that will never happen. We're not even going to go down the scenario. It's like he doesn't want to put mental energy toward it. No, and, <laughs> and that's probably healthy. He's like, I want to deal with what's in front of me when it happens. But there is something, you know, your brain just like goes into, yeah, it goes to the worst case scenario. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to blurt it out. But 
That's why you have girlfriends, and he uh-huh. calls himself a spouse friend, not a best friend. So <laughs> I love that. But I did think about that. I think I thought about you guys while they were playing that game. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, one of, what, well, one of the other things um, that that was really poignant and big in this show was how Kate needed to have that something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Specifically, she needed that thing of her dad's to carry her down the aisle that didn't get packed. And she went on that huge journey for that. And um, and I know you were wondering, do people still do that at all? Did you? I really, I'm really curious. No. I did retroactively. Did like, you? <laughs> I did. Because, like, I got done and I was like, oh, I never thought to do that thing. And then I just, like, took a per- Because here's the thing. You can accidentally do it. Yeah, sure. And so then I, like, took an inventory. Like, did I have all of those, th- those things? And I totally did. And it was totally fine. Yeah, I wasn't conscious of doing it. No. I, maybe there was something old. I, but it wasn't a necessity that would equal a perfect wedding. Because there is no such thing. Oh, how true that is. And especially because, I mean, really what Kate was grasping for was something that couldn't be there. And it was her dad. Yeah. And um, and that's where I understand that superstition or that feeling of like, I need to do this thing. And really, it was just a, a mechanism for her to be able to have her dad walk her down the aisle. And yeah. what she hopefully came to, and I think she did, and I think this is part of a lot of the symbolism about her dad being there in that dream sort of state was that he's always there because he's always with her. And that's what I think was just so beautiful about how they tied that in here. We were all like, taking it very literally yeah but the, the symbolism of, yeah I, she was, having a hallucination but it was so beautiful it really I, really I did was. love that and to, to kind of either f- even further what you're saying when she went to the ice cream shop and mm. she tried to order the ice cream that her and her dad enjoyed together and then you realize things change yes they do they, and they can in a in a heartbeat but also in a year because those flash forwards that we saw yes toby's in bed He's, what was your interpretation of that? I just, I don't, I'm scared. I mean, I'll be really honest. It made me afraid for the next season because if that's where we're going, we're going to pain town, you guys. You know, we're going to like big things town. And I, 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 it's not that I'm not ready for it. I mean, I think you signed up for that when you start watching that show and you cry every week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's that um, I wanted to live in that happy space for a minute where Toby and Kate got married and everybody left kind of feeling. I mean, there was there were some difficult parts of that um, with the relationship with Deja. There were some difficult things that were happening, yeah, but I, I kind of wanted to leave on a question mark. That said, I don't I'm not mad about what they showed us, but they it left me wanting so much more and now we gotta wait. Yep. And I'm a little worried about the emotional journey we're gonna go on. Yeah, especially with Toby and a, and I know we're not gonna talk too much about his parents. Oh yeah. But it is pretty telling that they were worried about his future with Kate when it looks like she's caretaking or taking care of him yeah. in some pretty sad moments, whether he's depressed or sick, something is going on right? in a year's time. Yeah, it's really, yeah. And what I love about these characters is they are so real and they are going through real things that you might not see in your daily life, but you can connect with on an emotional level. I think that that's why this show has 
caught fire. Yes. Because you don't have to identify exactly with a character in order to identify with the pain that they're feeling or the joy that they're feeling or the sadness that they're feeling or the happiness that they're feeling. All you have to do is like be with them in that. It just says, I don't know. I think it's like a therapeutic thing. You feel all the feels (laughs) and you either feel them with empathy or you feel them with sympathy or you feel them with sort of a distance Mm -hmm. or you feel them closely, but you're definitely on the journey. Yes. One more question for you, Colleen, because one of the kind of further flash forwards is Randall. He's an older, older man. There's Tess. Mm -hmm. She's older. We do know that she is working in some kind of foster care adoption center from a previous episode. We got that one two episodes ago. Yep. Yes. And they're talking about she. Are you ready to go see her? I'm not ready if she's not ready kind of thing. Who do you think she is? Is it it Deja? Is it Beth? Is it the other sister? Mm -hmm. Is it the aunt? Cousin aunt? Could be. You know, is it grandma? Is it it Kate? Is it who could? It could be anybody. It really could be anybody. And that's also what I love about this show is you will maybe think you know. Mm -hmm. Like we might think we know. Who did you automatically go to in your mind when they said she Well, I went to Deja because we had just seen Deja kind of have... A, a, a meltdown for for good reason. I mean, you know, she's dealing with a lot. Um, so that's automatically where my mind went. But they've tricked me before. Yep. And anything is possible. That's the thing. Anything is possible. But I'll tell you what was really possible. What's that? I was going to cry during this episode. And I sure did. Did you? A couple times. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's share one of the moments where we were a blubbering mess. This is Randall's toast at the wedding, and I could not manage my emotions. Those of you who know me know that I'm big on control. It's taken me 37 years to accept the fact that there's absolutely zero point in trying to control the future, because nobody knows where we'll be, not even a year from now. What we can control are the people we choose. Choosing our people is the closest we come to controlling our destiny. Because while everything else may change, if you choose right, your people will stay the same. Whether that's tonight, or a year from now, or 10 years from now. Katie girl, Tobias. When I look at you, I know in my bones that in choosing each other, you have chosen perfectly. Kate and Toby. Kate and Toby. What a good message for all of us to make sure you choose the right people. Oh. Yes, I just, you know, why is it that Randall, he always says the right thing? Always. Right? I need a pocket Randall. Like, don't you? Just like bring Randall with you, like little pocket Randall wisdom. They should make an app. If you're listening, this is us. A pocket Randall app would be great. Thank you. (laughs) So on the cry scale, what would you give this? One to 10, 10 ugly cry. I was like an eight. Seven to eight. Yeah. I, there were definitely some moments. Um, but, you know, I think they can't hit a 10 every week. No. So I was good with the seven to eight. I always wonder, too, how high are our expectations for this show? Right. And it's nice 
that there was a wedding, there was a celebration, that it was emotional, but celebratory too. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, listen, we've had a lot of fun talking This Is Us with you on Let's Talk This Is Us, but... Hopefully, we'll be back next season. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll have more to say next season. Thank you for joining us for this ride.